Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Inside the one o'clock hour on the fan, and I've had the coughs, the hiccups. 50 minutes to go here. 877-337-6666. Call the fan in New York and talk sports with me. Let's get right back into it. Shamir is in the Bronx. Shamir, you're on the fan. What's up, man? Hey, Keith. How are you, man? I'm good. Pushing through. Thanks for calling. Hey, happy new year to you and all the fans of WFAN. It's been a pleasure listening to you from day one. I love your composure. You remind me so much of Steve Summer. Like, sports just come to you like it's it's nothing, you know. Appreciate and, and I it, appreciate man. everything that you have. Thank you. Everything that you have to offer. It's like, you know, it's like a uh, knife going through butter. Man, I appreciate it. And shout out to Steve. That's high praise. Anyhow, my main my main reason for calling you tonight is to let you know that when you have a newborn and you go through birth and you watch your kid come into this world, mm-hmm. you have to appreciate everything from that day until the day they close their eyes or you close your eyes. Yeah. Because they grow they grow so fast and you wanna be there for them, you wanna care them like they're eggshells and you wanna protect them in every which way. And it's a challenge, but it's achieving. It's special, it's something man. that you it's, can achieving. It's powerful. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. It's the greatest thing that ever has happened to me. Like it is a, a complete undertaking. It changes you as a person. I think differently. I move differently. And like, yeah, that feeling, that internal feeling of like taking care of my son and protecting my son, it's something that you can't imagine. That's why I tell all these, uh, you know, fathers that call me. On, on this show or that I talk to online or whatever, I'm like, whatever you're thinking about your baby or being a dad, don't think too hard about it. It's going to be completely different when it actually happens. You know, I don't want to be a teacher or I don't want to be a student, but I want to give all my little thoughts and I want to give all my little, you know, whatever I can offer to you. Because when your kids are born and you watch them grow, and you try to teach them, and you try to make them learn things from you, mm-hmm. you want to be that person that's going to stand out there to be the one that they stand up to and respect. And if you don't, if you don't 
put that platform on for them to stand on to say, I respect my dad and I want my dad to be on a ball game with me and I want my dad to listen to sports with me and I want my dad to watch the Super Bowl with me yeah. or the championship. That is what makes a father the greatest father in the world. Yeah, that's priority number one to me. I don't. I literally don't care about anything else more than that. Not this job, not any team, not any sports. Like I care about being a good dad. I care about the relationship with my son. I want my son to grow up and feel like I'm his right-hand man, like I got his back, and he wants to do things with me. I look forward to my, my son growing up and saying, yeah, dad, like, Let's go to the game. Yeah, dad, let's go out and eat. Like, I don't I don't need any other friends. Like, I got me a, a little friend that's growing up every day now. Yeah. I want to say something before you hang up. When I used to drive around listening to you, I used to have my kids and my wife in the car, and they used to always, why are you listening to sports? Why are you don't listen to music? Why are you always listen to sports, dad? I say, you know what? Sports tells you different things every time somebody speaks. Music, you could always go back to, and you could play it over and over, but you cannot correct something that someone makes an error on in sports where you want to be say, oh, I wish I could call in now and say, oh, this guy made an error, and I want to shut him up. <laughs> and you, can't get, you cannot get through. But let me say this, Keith, before I hang up, it's been one of the you inspired me. You make me feel like I'm listening to Steve Summers all over again, smoothing, enjoying life. I've been listening to the fan for years. Short Al, Doris. Yeah, you know, I, I go back from the starting, mm -hmm. from the time that the the fan started, when uh, they said, "Oh, this is." Uh, Who's it? Um, I'm a Mets fan, so Susan Waldman. The lady, the lady Susan Waldman, say, "Yo, this is the first of WFN." I was a listener. Yeah, twenty-four hour sports talk show station in New York City, man. And, um, the best one ever. I, it it took me a long time to get to you, brother. But all the best. You are what sports should be. You are what radio should be for people to listen. And all the best to you, brother. Man, great. Thank you for the call, Shamir. That was a lot. I, I wasn't expecting that. I appreciate it. That's real. That's real. I'm, I'm envisioning you driving in your car and doing something that I never get to do. I don't get to listen to my own show in the car. Uh, but I listen to WFAN. I listen to Sports Talk Radio, other stations. I'm on the Odyssey app tapping into other cities when there's an important topic or subject. That's something about listening to sports talk radio specifically. I, I never listen to the news. I never listen to these pop stations where they do corny games and you know they try and call and prank somebody at work or they trying to give dating advice. Or like I, I, I got no time for that. But I love to hear our hosts dissect different sports stories. Fans call in and challenge our hosts. <laughs> it's great. Fans call in and call out our hosts for flip-flopping or call out our hosts for their takes. Like that is that that element is amazing. It's live, it's entertaining. The fact that you can listen every day and it's a new episode every day 
and you get to know the different hosts and you get to know our fandom and you get to like almost like mentally record our thoughts and takes and then when we do try to switch a or we do try to walk them back or we do try to you know uh you know beat to a different drum someone's gonna call up and be like nah nah that's why i try i try to stay the same i try to and i also try to like reserve judgment or not jump out of the window too fast off of one night one game one performance one trade one loss because i know i'm coming back and i say all the time all this stuff is recorded man you know when when you're listening to hosts on WFAN as well, I think it's important to know things about them. That's why I do mix in things about my life. That's why I do share some things about fatherhood or, you know, sports that I played or my college experience or going to Yankee Stadium, being being with the bleacher creatures or whatever, because like you need you need that background to know who you're listening to and where some of these thoughts are coming from. And I don't know. I think I think this is great. I think WFAN is great. I think uh, you listeners, callers are great. I mean, sometimes the callers steal the show. Sometimes the callers uh, have a better, you know, segment than the host. Sometimes the callers make the show. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate the love that you guys call up and give me, and I try and give it right back. Let's keep it rolling. My guy Mario, Long Beach, on the fan. What's up, Mario? Hey, how you doing? Nice show tonight. Thank you. Thanks for joining it. Yes, I had a little uh, thought process here, and tell me what you think about it, of the of the Knicks and the uh, Nets. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the Nets. I think they should blow it up. I mean, they're really in bad shape. Yeah, what do they have to lose? Why not? So, so this is what I'm thinking. You know, Mikel Bridges, right? He's a nice player, but you know what? He's lacking mental toughness. He's really not a tough player. He doesn't have a you know tremendous amount of uh, like drive and intensity in his game, you know? And they're looking at him to be a number one. He'll never be a number one. Right. He's not a number one, but he's very skilled. I like him. So I would like to see him go to the Knicks. You know why? Because that would the, then get the fourth the Villanova, Villanova player. And, 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 uh, and I think he would be perfect there because he would be the third or fourth option there. You know, you got yeah. Brunson first. You're going to have Randall second. And, and he's, got a, he's got a good handle. He's got a nice shot. He plays yeah, defense. He can, he can create a shot at the end of the game. You could use but, another but, defender for sure. Yeah, another defender for sure. And the Knicks have a plethora of one. So what if they trade? Would you do this deal? Maybe like uh, Grimes and two or two or three number one picks. Yeah, why not? I mean, the Nets wouldn't do it because they keep talking about how they want to build around this guy, and I don't understand why that needs to be even floated out there because that's who you got back for Kevin Durant. It's that's over with. That's done. Um, the Knicks have a team that's going to compete and be in the playoffs this year. The Nets are not. And Mikael Bridges isn't the number one option, so why are you trying to build around him? Sure. Like, I never really thought about it. Uh, I always kind of turned it down. Like, nah, Bridges is our guy. Of course you want him. But at, at this, like, juncture, Bridges is under control for another two years. Why not complete the Villanova Wildcats? He could be the missing piece. Um, and then the Nets would get another, you know, the first round picks, like you're saying, add another two picks and another different, you know, couple players to shake up that locker room and then build into the future. Yeah, yeah. One, I'll leave you with one other thought and tell me what you think about this. Thanks for taking my call. Nice job tonight. Um, I, I I really look at him sort of like a little bit like uh, like Anthony Davis. He doesn't. Anthony Davis is another one. He has no intensity to him. Once yeah, in a while, but yes, Anthony once Davis in a while, no. can dominate. Anthony Davis is 
much bigger you, presence on the floor than a Mikael Bridges. No, no, but I mean his personality. For example, you, you know, I know you don't like Giannis that much, but Giannis' intensity is off the charts. Nobody could argue that, right? Yeah. Every time he goes on the court, he he's it. given a thousand percent. Now, now, uh, Anthony Davis is just as skilled as him, but yet he doesn't produce nearly what uh, Giannis produces. Anthony dated Davis. He's not available. That's another thing about Bridges. He's an Iron Man. He's got like 460 games played or something. He doesn't miss a game. Literally won't miss a game. Yeah, so you like that deal, right? They get a bit foreveling over guys. Yeah, because I don't game. care anymore. I, I, I don't see the Nets building around Mikael Bridges, I think, is the wrong philosophy. And if the Knicks are looking for another piece or another player and they want to com- complete the Villanova Wildcat takeover that exists now inside the Knicks organization, sure. If there's some first-round picks attached to it and, uh, you know, for like 2025, 2026, this 2024 draft they're saying isn't going to be that great, sure, why not? Do you think he could help them get to the next level, the Knicks, if, if they got him? Absolutely. He's played in the finals. He was a good role player with the likes of, uh, you know, Devin Booker and and that Suns team that went up against Giannis. He can score when you need him to. I don't know. I guess, I mean, it would be, I don't know. Uh, he w- like Because right now you're rolling out Brunson, DiVincenzo, Hartenstein, uh, Randall. And Anobi. And Ananobi, I don't know where Bridges, Bridges is a starting player. Well, you move Divincenzo. You, you, you let him play too. He could, he could, yeah, Divincenzo sits down, and then then yeah. you put let him, him at play the too. Two. I mean, he's a little big for two, but yeah, he's still. a wing. He's more yeah, he's more of a a, a small yeah. But forward. he would, if he's a two, imagine the two is trying to guard him. I mean, it goes both ways, you know? Right. And, I mean, the, here here the Nets are trying to make him their leading scorer, expecting him to do that every night, and he literally can't. And I feel bad. I don't know if you see his comments. He says, I, I need to do better. I'm not doing better. That's yeah, not there's him. a lot of pressure on the guy. The guy's trying to put the weight of a franchise on his shoulders, and he's not that kind of player. Yeah, he I'm never was. Yeah, I'm, he's yeah. not going to just become that in one season. Yeah, I'm glad we agree. So thanks, thanks for taking my call. You have a good evening. Yeah, uh, it's funny, you, you know, you came up with that thought and philosophy. Here's a thought that I had. Like, this current era of the New York Knicks, the Nets deserve a little bit of credit for it. The Nets celebrated 10 years in Brooklyn last year, and I've talked about how the Nets' presence in New York has held the Knicks accountable because they had to change their front office. They had to go sign the right guys like Julius Randle, like Jalen Brunson. Um, they had to make the right trades, get, uh, I don't know, Kevin Knox out of here, Cam Reddish out of here, R.J. Barrett out of here, IQ out of here. Because there was a team uh, down the street of, you know, 35, 40-minute ride on the subway that was bringing in talent, was drafting good players, was attracting better players year after year after year, going to the playoffs year after year after year, where it was like, oh, once we get to April, May, the only ticket in town is in Brooklyn. This franchise that's only been here for 10% of the time as long as you've been here. And when I say that the Nets deserve some credit for holding them accountable, it's like when you have a little bit of competition, as we see with the Jets and the Giants, as we see with the Mets and the Yankees, 
there's this thought of like not being second fiddle. There's this thought of like even the the fact that like Knicks fans had to say, "This is a Knicks town." Duh! It's impossible for it to be a Nets town. Even another hundred years could pass. It's not gonna be a Nets town. Just time, tenure, the fact that the Nets existed in all of these different places. But I think the Brooklyn Nets and the fear of the Brooklyn Nets taking over the town and uh, you know New York being under new ownership, it made the Knicks get serious about what they had to do from their front office to their personnel to their head coach. And now look what you got in this era. You got a good front office. Those guys deserve credit what they've done. You've got a good head coach. You've got star players. You've got two guys that are going to be all-stars. You throw Ananobi on there now. Like Now you're looking like you might have a team that can contend one more piece away. And I think that the Brooklyn Nets deserve credit for applying pressure and making the Knicks feel like, yo, we, we can't just sit on our hands and think because we have an arena in the middle of Manhattan, oh, we're going to sell tickets, we're always going to attract fans. No, we actually got to be good because we can't have years where we're missing the playoffs and the Nets are making the playoffs. And it's funny now when you look at 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, let's say this last like four-year block of like, I don't know, a high school freshman to senior year and the change that happened from, oh my, the Nets got KD, Kyrie, the clean sweep, DeAndre Jordan, laughable. But then like Blake Griffin comes through, LaMarcus Aldridge comes through, James Harden, Paul Millsap. And it's like, oh, like these players are coming to Brooklyn. There's a lot of national attention on Brooklyn, global attention on Brooklyn, but not the same conversations in New York as far as basketball. New Yorkers are still rolling with the Knicks, but now the Nets are going to literally be an afterthought. And the Knicks back-to-back years should be a four or five seed in the playoffs, get out of that first round, get to the next round, And if they can keep building on this with Jalen Brunson, with Julius Randle, with OG and whoever else they add, we could be looking at an era of the Knicks doing this every year for the next couple years to come. And I don't know when the Nets are going to return to – there's nothing even to return to. The Nets won seven games in the playoffs with the big three, scary hours, 7-11 and all. After all is said and done, much more was said than done. The Knicks actually have something of substance now, a, a, a front office, a head coach, a point guard. How long were we talking about the Knicks not having a point guard? You have your point guard. Jalen Brunson go, goes nowhere. He could retire a Nick. And however you feel about Julius Randle, he's playing good basketball right now. If this is the version of Julius Randle, you're going to get something changed from last year. And I know he was hurt, but something clicked in the offseason. Go look at that podcast he did with Paul George and listen to what he said. Like, if you're getting this version of Julius Randle and then they're adding and mixing and matching and changing the right pieces around the team, this could be sustained success for the New York Knicks that you haven't seen in a while. Jimmy out in Rawway on the fan. What's up, Jimmy? You got it. Hey, what's up, T? What's going on, man? You know. Going till two, talking to talk, taking calls. Thanks for joining us. I hate you. I hate you. So check it out, man. So I'm, I'm going to give you a list of names, and I want you to tell me what they have in common. Okay. All right. And, I mean, it's about the Knicks. Okay. Listen. Oh, listen. Larry Michael, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, 
Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, champions, Paul Pierce, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Hall of Giannis. Famers, champions, Hall of Famers, All Stars, multiple All Stars. Yes, you know what they have in common? They are all drafted by their own team. Yeah, that the too. Knicks have not drafted a superstar since Patrick Ewing. The Knicks will never win until they draft their own superstar. You can't become a champion by by getting by by free by, agents. By free agents. It and, doesn't happen. It's a simple formula. <clears throat> you have to have your own drafted superstar player to be a champion. This is the same way the last. Now 40 I'm thinking years. in my head, like it's who's won the championship team. recently without their own core and the, the, uh, only, the only the only the only examples the only examples is is Kawhi. That's it. And then the bubble, the LeBron bubble and Kyrie. Yeah. The bubble Lakers, that's it. That's it. You know, Kyrie was you know, with, with Cavaliers. You cannot win a championship unless you draft your own superstar player. The Knicks have not drafted a superstar player since 1985 with Patrick Ewing. And they're not going to win until they, yeah. have, they have their own superstar even, player. Even look at who they that. put around Jokic. <laughs> Jokic, Jokic, yep. Jokic, Jokic is the last second one. round draft pick in Denver. Jokic and Murray. We're both drafted. And five, Jamal five, Murray five. was picked by them. Yeah. Then they add the Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown and yep. you know all these other pieces around them. Michael yep. Porter you Jr. was drafted by them. You can't do it without your own superstar player, man. It's never gonna now it's a simple formula. You can't go against history. You can't go against the formula. You have to draft your own player. Yeah, and I'm the sitting here thinking, I'm like, who has won? The championship Nobody. with a starting five of a bunch of guys that they put together. That's why guys like nope. KD trying to, you know, hop around to different teams is not going to work, bro. It's not going to work. Nope. You won with the Warriors core. They drafted mm -hmm. Steph and Clay and Draymond. That's right. That's right. It doesn't work. You got to draft your own player. And the Knicks have done a terrible job of drafting. I mean, think about it. they just they just drafted they just traded RJ RJ, but the first two picks was was Zion and 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 Ja. They became stars. The Knicks pick third, and they trade their, their, their third pick. They just they they drafted. You know what? You know what it is, Jimmy. They, exactly. They've missed on so many guys. Almost yep. every Knicks fan can put together a list of five to get ten guys that they could have, should have, would have had. But you know they yep. end up with Ob Toppin and not Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. Or got unlucky. Or got unlucky and missed on Steph Curry because he he was drafted right before they took Ron Artest. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a bad situation that's been the same way, and it's going to be the same way. Was Unless it, was you it draft Johnny your own Flynn? Superstar, you're not going to win. Yeah, great, great call. Thank you for that, Jimmy. Now I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like, all right, what NBA team? Somebody's going to call there. There was a team in 1990. <laughs> like, nah, for the most part, that's a <clears throat> that's a formula. Right? That's a formula. That's a formula. There's a formula in the NFL right now that teams are trying to follow with drafting a young quarterback that doesn't cost you $400 million and building around him and spending the money elsewhere. You know? When you look at the Jets, it's like, damn. Imagine if the Jets actually hit on their quarterback with Zach Wilson and all the other draft picks that they hit on in this, in this window. Hello, the window is closing. You're going to have to pay Brees Hall. You're going to have to pay Sauce Gardner. You're going to have to pay Garrett Wilson. You're not going to be able to pay all these guys. Going to my own team, the Dallas Cowboys, the formula. Idiots. You got Dak Prescott in the fourth round. You could have locked him up 
for a lifetime deal for pennies. But you never believed in the guy. And he kept working and developing. And now he's putting up MVP-type numbers. And you got to give him more money. You got to give him another extension. After franchise tagging him twice, you completely fumbled the bag with your quarterback. How are you going to pay C.D. Lamb? How are you going to pay Michael Parsons? There are formulas to all of this. That's a great call by Jimmy about the Knicks. You know, you 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 draft Frank Nicolatina. You draft Kevin Knox. You, you draft uh, Obi Toppin. They, they just gotta they gotta have better draft picks and they gotta see it through with their own picks. Good call. Good thought. Let's go to Chris in Bergen County next up on the fan. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Nate? Happy New Year, sir. What up, Coach? How's it going, man? Uh, hey, you know. Happy New Year's. I'm all right. I got a little bit of a, a stupid cough, but it's not like a sick cough. It's like a, I don't even know. I'm like trying to hit the cough button in between, but, you know, got to host the show, got to talk to sports. You got the, I got a kid cough. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> this kid is nuts. My wife comes home. She He like was like choking. She's like, what's he choking on? I'm like, he's not choking on anything. He's eating his hand. This kid is putting his fingers in the back of his mouth and like gagging on his hand. He's trying to eat his entire hand. His hand is like shiny because it's covered in spit. Like, I, I think it's crazy oh, how these uh -huh. kids, they just, they don't know anything. So they do what? anything. And you have to watch them. Like, I'm literally in my house. I'm, you got to watch the guy. I got to not be on my phone, computer, because he'll try and put anything in his anything. mouth. Anything. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, um, all right. So let's talk a little Michael Penix Jr. here. Yeah, why not? Oh, what do you think of this kid? I thought he should have won the Heisman. I think I said that on air. When Jaden Daniels won it, I understood it. But I'm like... I hope he wins the national championship because if he goes out there and balls against Michigan and wins the national championship, goes undefeated from Washington, what do you, know, you say about the guy? Be, this might be the best CFP that we're going to see yeah, this for a is, long time. Yeah, those, both of those games were – but, we got it right, and that's why I was telling people about the whole Florida State finally. thing. I'm like, they got it right. It's a business decision. They have to have good games, competitive games that people watch and talk about. Florida State was not going to step in there and be – no. They, Florida State would have got I literally, I literally had to take Tuesday night off because there's no way I can stay up and watch the game. And then I come fell asleep. I and, it, and it was the type of thing I fell asleep by the time I woke up. Bum, 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 nah, nah, it's over. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. It's cut the TV off, and I'll watch the highlights the next day. But, like, I wish I saw that in real time. And the throws Michael Penix Jr. was making, I saw something on Twitter today. They flipped the video so that he'd be a right-handed quarterback because people criticize his throwing motion. Um, but they're like, look at him throw right-handed, and it's actually no, like... No, but the kid's, the kid's a baller. Right. Legit. Like, trust your eyes. Everybody everybody has a formula. Oh, he, he's this, he's that. He doesn't fit Injury this Injury prone. He he's got too mold. many injuries. Just stop already. Look and see what's in front of you. The kid is special. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He's a leader. He's he's leading Washington to the best season they ever had, and it's it's kind of poetic with the dismantling of the Pac-12. Like 
<laughs> if Michael Penix Jr. and the Huskies go out and win the national championship undefeated, good for him. And he's from Tampa, Florida. I had a, I had a thought. I'm like, the, yeah, the Tampa for, Bay for Buccaneers a need of, a quarterback. Out of, out of Florida to go all the way across country like that, you don't see that often. Yeah. And be, and be able to, to handle, you know, being able to step into a program like that and do what he's done, you know. Yeah, I mean, I forget. I was listening to the coach talk about how much he meant to them. And, you know, when I was looking at the Heisman Trophy presentation, you got Jaden Daniels, who transferred from Arizona State, who won it. You, know, you got that's, Bo. That's another interesting one, too. <laughs> yeah, who, who, who would you rather see the Giants have, Penix or Jaden Daniels? Oof, that's a tough question. I, I, I listen, Daniels is Daniels is nice. I like I like Daniels because but I feel like he's so thing, athletic, and he's like absolutely. He he said his dad raised him to be a corner, and he's playing quarterback. I never saw that. Yeah, but his dad wanted him to be a corner. He fought Penix, it. Though. Here's the thing with Penix: the arm strength is just that little bit better, and. To be honest with you, playing in MetLife with the way that those winds are and yeah. everything else, if yeah. you don't have if you don't have a tight spiral in that stadium, you're going to struggle yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah, and if you don't have experience playing in the elements, which he does, being an Indiana right. transfer playing in the Big Ten Correct. and then going, <clears throat> excuse me, out yeah. to Washington, the kid is unfazed. Thank He's you. from Tampa, Florida. He's from Tampa, Florida. He don't care if it's sunny, yeah, so if it's we, raining, you, if it's you cold. You know we can play in the rain. You know he complains. He does not care. He's a baller, like you said. He's he's, he's a football player. He's a quarterback. Yep, absolutely. All right, hey, I got to run. Have a great night. We'll talk to you uh, probably next week sometime. Coach, thanks for the call. Yeah, I could talk football with y'all any day. College football, NFL football, high school football. So, you know, what I was just saying to Coach was – the quarterbacks that were up for the Heisman were all transfers, man. We are living in a wild time with college football, with the with the four-team college football playoff, with the NIL deals, with the transfer portal. The hell? When I was in college, if somebody would have told me, like, bro, you when when <laughs> in uh in 15 years, you'll be on the radio at WFAN talking about a college football playoff. Where four teams come out and they'll be dismantling the Pac-12, and the Rutgers will be in the Big Ten. It's just like it doesn't make any sense. But like the future that we're currently in in college football with these NIL deals, where these kids like Caleb Williams, there's a viral picture of Caleb Williams penthouse in LA, the USC quarterback, where they're like, "Hey, it's time to give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back." The quarterback at USC is a millionaire and lives in a penthouse in L.A. What are we talking about? And Reggie Bush was arguably the best college football player I'd ever seen at the time. I watched every single one of his games the year USC uh, went and won. I mean, the the Texas-USC National Championship game with Vince Young, all-time classic. That was BCS days. They need to go ahead and expand to a 12-team playoff. We don't need to see Georgia smack the hell out of Florida State because there's another thing in the time that we're in. These kids declare to the draft they don't play in those bowl games. Or 
these kids miss out on the college football playoff and they're mad and they don't take the bowl game serious. I'm not playing in that game. It, it, it used to not be like that. Like, I, I like Bo Nix, another guy who was up for the Heisman, who transferred from Auburn to Oregon. I like Bo Nix because he said he he wanted to go out with a win. Bo Nix said he just uh, didn't want to go out with a loss. But you know what? That 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 would have been um, an honorable loss because he lost to Michael Penix Jr. and Washington. Man, I could I could talk about this all day. The Heisman Trophy had Jaden Daniels, who transferred from Arizona State to LSU. Michael Penix Jr., the runner-up, who transferred from Indiana to Washington. Bo Nix, third, who transferred from Auburn to Oregon. I'm a transfer. I transferred from James Madison University to Monmouth University. I had to sit out a, a year. That hurt my status. Like, imagine now. Bro, what the hell? These kids have transfer portals, NILs, legal weed, and they can gamble in their phones. Goodness, what is what is happening? <laughs> 877-337-6666. Taking your calls for another 20 minutes, but we do got to take another break. Keith McPherson on the fan. I appreciate y'all. I rock with y'all. I got y'all. Rock until 2 a.m. until C-Mac comes through. B-R-B. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. It's 11:30 and the club is jumping, jumping. Nice. A little bit after 1.30, 1.40, Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm not going to hold you. I like Destiny's Child back in the day. I definitely had that album. I definitely had that album in a disc, man, and, you know, played the, uh, I don't know, Destiny Child's second album. I, I, mean, I had a bunch of albums. I had a bunch of CDs. It's funny. Like, CDs don't even exist anymore. Uh, my sister came home, and she posted a picture on her Instagram like, you know, home sweet home, like to my mom's house. And I was like, yo, bro, tell mom to throw out that CD case. I'm like, that makes us all look bad. You just posted a picture of your home. First off, where the hell is she playing on CDs? 
Second off, that CD case is wild old. And like some of CDs she probably hasn't touched in years. Shout out to my mom. No shot she's awake listening. But maybe she'll catch this on the on the podcast in the morning. Ma, you got to let some stuff go. That's borderline uh, hoarders episode. There's no reason to have those old CD. Like, you know, it's like furniture. We used to have these like um, CD holders where you could stack up like 50 CDs and like display them in your house for when you were going to pop the CD into your three disc changer. We don't do that anymore. Everything is streamable now. Literally everything. Movies, music. Remember the iPod? I, I looked at a throwback picture from a New Year's Eve I had in Atlantic City. And the room, we were we were dancing in the room. And I'm like sitting on the bed playing with the center console. And I'm like, damn, I forgot all about that iPod I used to have. I was faithful to that iPod. Like, I thought that iPod, I thought me and that iPod were going to last forever. I loaded that up with everything that I had left over from LimeWire and Kazaa and BearShare. <laughs> Technology moves fast. Technology moves fast. Like, my son's going to be like, CD? CD Lamb? <laughs> A, B, C, D, T, D, Lamb. Should have known the fix was in. Should have known. As a Dallas fan, I should have known they were not going to let the Eagles win back-to-back NFC East championships. They were not going to let the, the Cowboys win 11 games. They have to win 12 games three years in a row. And Jerry Jones, with his home field advantage, like the Cowboys are a complete different team at AT&T Stadium. They need home field advantage. And with the two seed, they could have two home playoff games which would get them back to the NFC Championship for the first time since I was in the second grade? <laughs> ah, man, it could happen. I wouldn't bet on it, though. The Cowboys are frauds. They're going to let you down. Sorry, Dallas fans. Sorry, Dallas fans. I saw some guy tweet at me, C-Mac, and Daniel McCartan, and I said this year I'm, I'm done with the tweets and the, like, attention seekers and the people that exist online that like love WFA and listen to all the shows, but they exist online just to hate on the host. Like, I, you got to find better hobbies, yo. You got to get a literal life, do something. But I saw, you know, somebody write something like, oh, Keith thinks Jerry Jones actually paid the refs. No, don't take me so literal. Like, I, I, I don't actually think Jerry Jones um, sent them a, a, a Zell for um, what happened in, in the end of that game. But I think everybody has made that joke through the course of time. Like, oh, Jerry World, Jerry World refs. You know Jerry Jones got his hands in their pockets. Dallas is getting all the calls. The Eagles were getting all the calls all year. And don't look now, Giants fans. But the Eagles, there's some, there's some turmoil. I think the Eagles can get got. A.J. Brown, he's not happy over there all of a sudden. And he's running his mouth a little bit. He spoke up about the play calls and he's saying it's it's the players, it's not the coaches. He even spoke out. Remember when they lost that game to the Seattle Seahawks? Wasn't it a primetime game? Was it a Thursday night game or a Monday night game? They had no business losing to Drew Locke and the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, A.J. Brown is out there talking, saying we improvi- improvised. We did our own thing on that play. That's on us. So let's see what the Eagles got for the Giants. You know they're going to play hard. You know they're going to try and win. They're not going to rest, guys. They're not going to lay down. 
I got to listen to this full A.J. Brown presser. I'm sure they played it all on uh, WIP, but he said, uh, we're right there. All this freaking adversity, we're right there. That's what happens when you're trying to get to the next step. Gravity pulls against you. Everything pulls against you, and I think we're going to fight through it, push through it, and be fine. We got the right people in this locker room. We're going to get it right. I think they talked to him because his body language is usually terrible on the sidelines. I think somebody had a word with him. They're like, bro, you're a leader of this team. Like, not now. We're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. Not now. All right, let me take my last calls. I think I got five, ten minutes here if you want to sneak in a call. Dwight in Asbury Park. What's up, Dwight? You're back on the fence. Yeah, man. Well, what's up with the Nets, man? They take off the they take the second half off every the last two nights. Yeah, they can't close quarters and um like that the end of that third quarter pissed me off. That's why I, I turned back to the Devils. I don't even know why I watched this game. They were up one at half. And I'm like, all right, fine. But that third quarter they let that three get hit and then they, they go down twelve, then they open up the fourth, give up a bucket, they're down fourteen. I'm like, these guys they're cooked. They they're trash. They're just not good. And there's a complete disconnect between the owner, the GM, the coach, and the players right now. That's a five game losing streak, and I and it all goes back to the game against Giannis and the Bucks. Every Nets fan hates the Bucks, and they wanted to rest them on on a back to back at home, basically conceding the loss. And yeah, whatever. I don't even care. It is what it is. Yeah, they got. <laughs> That second half, they got smoked. Yeah, but you, we all knew it was coming. I did an interview today um, with the New York Post, and they asked me if I thought the Nets were going to win. I'm like, hell no. A second half of a back-to-back on the road? Hell no, the Nets are about to win that. And I was just being, like, real. Like, I, I want them to win. And like I said, I watched the game tonight thinking maybe it's a desperation win and they fight and win. Shout out to Brandon London. Brandon London, who does... Uh, the in-game emceeing for the New York Giants. He's the digital host for New York Post, New York Post Sports. I, I did a quick hit with them talking about the Nets. One thing I was incorrect about, they asked me if I thought the over-under was going to hit at, like, the over-under, I think, was high, like like 220. I'm like, yeah, it'll probably hit because the Nets give up 120 points to everybody. If they're able to even score 100 points, it should hit. And um, like, the under hit. Hey. My, I think Michael Penix might be the um be the number one of uh, the uh, top five selection in that draft is coming in April. I'm glad you mentioned that because I have more to say. If this kid goes out there and beats Michigan and that Michigan defense, if this kid goes out there, goes undefeated from Washington and hoists the national championship trophy, gets MVP of that game, Who's to say he's not better than Caleb Williams? Who's to say he's not better than Drake May? Who's to say he's not better than the Heisman Trophy winner? That, 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 that guy's number, a dog. He might take that number one spot from, and you know, Chicago might think about twice about um getting rid of um that guy. Caleb Justin Williams Fields. is a baby. He's a literal crybaby. And he's a pampered baby. For the last two years, this kid has known he's the projected number one overall pick. He won the Heisman. He transferred from Oklahoma, went to USC. They crowned him, made him the king. And, and like, he's got all this money through NIL deals. He's in the Dr. Pepper commercial. I don't know, man. I think this kid, when I heard him say or his camp say that whatever team drafted him, he wanted a percentage of ownership. I'm like, oh, he's got this all wrong. 
This kid is nuts. Uh, like, and yeah, whoever's around him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm like, uh, let's see what you do first, son. That Notre Dame game, y'all remember watching USC versus Notre Dame? Yeah, thanks for the call, Dwight. That Notre Dame game, I was like, humble his ass. Humble him. And, uh, man, to think that Tom Brady had to retire and fight to get his ownership with Mark Davis and the Raiders, not even through Robert Kraft and the Patriots, not even through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like He had to go to the Raiders to get that. The GOAT, seven rings, when Ariana Grande on him. I mean, what is Caleb Williams talking about? Ownership, because you're the number one draft pick. You got to come in and earn it. Number one draft pick. First off, I I honestly think they should stick with Justin Fields. And I think if Justin Fields knocks off the Packers this weekend and ends their season, (laughs) similar to how the Lions knocked off the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and ended their season and they didn't get in, they have to really consider it. DJ Moore is saying he wants them to be the quarterback. and Why take Caleb Williams' soft ass, crybaby, pampered diva, Already, like, he's in GQ. He lives in a penthouse in L.A. Why bring him to the cold soldier field? And He, he doesn't even fit with what we think of with, with the Chicago Bears. Why bring him out there when he's already liking posts that allude to the fact that he doesn't want to go to Chicago? Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or trade the pick. <laughs> Technically, it was a, trick, uh, a pick you traded for. David Temper scumbag clown. I didn't really talk about that. I think I talked about it last night a little bit. But when we saw a $300,000 fine for a 20 billionaire, come on, yo. They need a harsher penalty for that guy. But yeah, Michael Penix Jr. goes out there and wins the national championship. He's going to rise up the boards. And we all forget, right? And coach just called and said, use your eyes. I'm an eye test guy. When people tell me all these things, whether it's stats or whether it's projections or how, like none of that matters. Watch the game. Watch the film. Who's a gamer? Who's making plays? Michael Penix Jr. is a G. He plays with a purple do-rag on. He was seen, he went viral freestyling on the sideline. He was freestyling during the game, telling his teammates how they were gonna come back and win the game. <laughs> After the game, he went viral for shouting out his homies from back home in Tampa. He said something like free Julio. That's that's my number one pick. That's who I'm taking in the draft. Andrew's in Hillsborough. My last call tonight on the fan. Go for it, Andrew. Hey, how's it going, man? Big fan of yours. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for calling in. No problem, man. So to go back to what the previous caller said for a second, I'm I like Michael Penix a lot, and I think he could be a. He, I agree with you. I think he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. The the only problem with him is he has a big injury for history and he's injury prone, but. Just to bring it back for the Giants for a second, I mean, I don't mind if they – my preference is to draft a quarterback. I really want Jaden Daniels. But I, I'm not going to be mad if they go receiver there and take a dude there, Marvin Harrison Jr. But my biggest thing is they just need to look at some of the coaching staff. I mean, Brian Dayball is fine. I like him. You know, when they had McAdoo, you know, you could tell he was a fraudulent coach because Steve Spagnuolo carried that entire defense. But when you have coaches like Bobby Johnson and his offensive line can't pick up a simple stunt, and then coaches like, you know, T-Mac, who I love, who's been here for years. I mean, some changes just need to be made here. 
you can draft whatever quarterback you want. If the old line doesn't get fixed, and you know Evan Neal, we can't see what Evan yeah. Neal is. I don't see how the problem's going to get better. No, I, I think you can expect that, Andrew. In year three of this regime, you can expect wholesale changes. I think Wink might be gone. I think Kafka might be gone. They were interviewing for head coaching jobs last year. I don't think they'll be uh, getting those opportunities this year. But yeah, um, special teams coach gone. Offensive line coach, gone. Brian Dable and and Shane understand what this next year means. This next year is a real evaluation year. They were No, uh, I agree. And listen, as far as Wink goes, I'm all for keeping Wink. I have no problem keeping Wink. I mean, I I understand why people are trying to get rid of him, but I mean... No, but he might want to move on, you know? And and if he's butted heads and uh, I know they, they try to act like everything is peachy, but... Uh, there's definitely been some some back and forth and some riffs. And- no, I hear you. For me, it's just Bobby Johnson's the biggest piece because at the end of the day, I mean, you can, you know, draft another quarterback or do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, if this line still can't pick up a simple stunt next year and you really don't find out what Evan Neal is or if you need to move him inside the guard or not, it, the problem's never going to get fixed. And these quarterbacks are just never going to work in our system. No one, our our yeah. offensive line was historically bad this season. No, yeah, you can have uh, a no quarterback, quarterback with an injury history or no injury history. I mean, the Giants, right. right? And we're talking about Michael Penix Jr. injury history. Daniel Jones has an extensive, extensive injury history. No, Thanks I, for the call, yeah. Drew. Like, you got to protect these guys. You got to keep them upright. Anyone in the NFL. They're saying Jaden Daniels projects to be a Lamar Jackson type. Nobody is Lamar Jackson. Like, they're showing the clip of Lamar Jackson faking the run, dropping back lefty, flipping his hips, throwing the ball down the field to Zay Flowers. I'm like, did he mean to do that? Or is he just that tapped into the game? He's just flowing like that. Lamar Jackson is different. People ask me if I made my son a Dallas Cowboys fan. No, he has two football jerseys. The first one I bought him, Lamar Jackson. His first name is Jackson, so he wears Lamar Jackson 8, and he also wears a Bo Jackson 34. My son ain't no Dallas fan. That's my plight. That's my misery. I chose that. And let this be the year that the Dallas Cowboys get back to the NFC Championship. I'm not even asking for a trip to the Super Bowl. Just back to the NFC Championship would be cool by me. All right, folks, that's all I got. Five-hour KM to AM tomorrow at 7 p.m. Tell a friend to tell a friend I'm on early. Maybe I'll have some guests join me. Who knows? Got to work on that. But, like, I got to drive home. I got to go to sleep. I got to watch the baby on the Nanit camera and all that. But whatever. C-Max coming up. He's got two little boys, but they're older now. They're older now, so he's past the stage that I'm at. Stay tuned for Chris McMonagle on The Fan coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.